is up, everybody? You are back with Skylar Hoke here and Tom Jacobs two days in a row. Hopefully, you already tuned into our European Tour Picks and Bets on Mayo Media Network. Um, with the European Tour kind of getting involved in quite a bit of the events on the PGA Tour, this run that we had with the WGC over in Florida, we now have the Players' Championship. We get the match play coming up and, of course, the Masters. There's a slew of guys that are coming over uh, from our favorite tour and making consistent appearances on the PGA. So why not take a little time out? 10, 15 minutes here. Uh, This is set at the beginning of the podcast. You know, Tom and me like to talk quite a bit. So uh, hopefully we stay within our window, but um, let's dive into our favorite golfers uh, for the week coming over. I actually, a a decent chunk of my betting card is these uh, Euro faithfuls for us, but Tom, how's it going, man? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's an interesting point you make about the. So we've had Bay Hill, we've had the WGC just gone. Uh, we've got this week, and this week's reserved for like the guys that are in the top 50, top 100 in the world, right? But um, we've already spoken about on the previous show that the European Tour might be being played in Florida for three weeks. So it's a good idea to see the guys that are acclimatizing to the Players' Championship, to Bay Hill, to Honda next week. You know, see where these guys take you, and hopefully we can. Uh, skip the viewers to kind of get a bit of perspective on these guys as a couple of guys we've mentioned earlier in the year uh, and waiting for them to be long odds and that, and this is the week so uh, yes yeah, let's get into it yep and you're exactly right I mean we the top of the board I mean two or three of the bets that we have I mean it wasn't all that long ago that they were European tour golfers only you know, yeah. you look at what Hatton is, you know, Hatton was 18 to one trying to, you know, go back to back for victories last week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. It seriously was not that long ago that he was, you know, breaking through on the European tour and getting to the status he now is. And those are the golfers that, you know, with the opportunity they get of a stretch, I mean, we're going to get a, a decent mix of them in the WGC match play, just like we did at the concession. So, I mean, there's huge opportunities again for golfers to leap their career years forward by taking advantage at the players in these big events. So I think you have the shortest one up there of the odds boards where you're starting off. I don't know. We're right in the middle of it together, but who's number one on your list that you're diving into? Yes. Yeah, so number one for me would be Tommy. Um, I think that, you know, he's a guy that I always think he's too short in Europe. I think that there's always question marks about what it is that he's going to do. His putting might not be what it needs to be. His last two Four weeks here, he's finished fifth and seventh. Um, I bet him yesterday because we get 10 places over here at 41, and I and I kind of expected him to finish second, third, maybe even win at Bay Hill yesterday. So I was like, right, take it before he goes 25 to one. He didn't, he didn't get to put on that crisp white polo and those lovely locks and that cardigan that would have suited him so well. But uh, this is what Tommy Flick has been like recently. But we're looking at a guy, you know, he's, I think eight, seven or eight places is for the each way. That's where he probably is at the moment, but this is it would be a great step for him to go and win this event because we've seen that this event elevates people, it elevated Stenson, elevated Sergio Garcia, uh, Adam Scott. These guys have all gone from what, what Tommy Fleetwood is now to the next stage before winning major championships, and, and he's already had those chances at majors, and now he wants to get a win at this sort of event. Absolutely, and I, I'm in there with you with Tommy. I mean, the one thing it seems 
over if you put his two like plays aside, the European tour and the PGA tour, he's lights out T to green every single week on the European tour. He's top five. It seems almost every time in approach, he just might not take advantage of the putter. And if he does, he wins European tour events. When it comes over to the States recently, before the last two tournaments, those irons were not traveling with him. It wasn't, you know, where he was giving himself the chances like he did at Bay Hill, like he did at concession to really, you know, rack up the birdies. I mean, he, you would have thought yesterday would have been the shot where, you know, the conditions are up. He's going to be right in the mix. And unfortunately, you know, that, that wasn't there with his off the tee game, but what he has shown at um, TPC Sawgrass in the past, obviously two fifth place or two inside top five places for him last year. The one round wasn't too pretty for him, uh, but it, luckily for, for us, that's thrown out. That's There's awesome. no finish for it. And um, it was nice. Some of the books here in the United States opened Fleetwood with some fifties. Um, there was even some 55s and three, six, five at open. So if you can get some decent places at these books that are, um, you know, elevating things for the players championship, I am hundred percent in with you on Tommy Fleetwood. Who's next. So for me, he's a guy that I always say is too short. There's a couple of times you put him up where I said the scoring is going to get too far away from him. Um, Christian Bezweden, how? Bezweden, who? Christian, as we like to call him, or Bez. He, uh, look, if it gets tough here, if he gets to 10 under par, 12 under par max, that's going to be right in his wheelhouse. It's going to be absolutely perfect for him. He's just come off a seventh place finish at Bay Hill where when everyone else was kind of faltering, he was rock solid, right? He shot plus one, same as Lee Westwood. Both of them look really, really good. They talk in commentary like he's going to win a major championship. I've got to pump the brakes a little bit. It's not it's not guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. But getting a win in this kind of event or contending is a surefire way of getting yourself some invites and a surefire way of looking at that card. And, and that's got to be his focus at the moment. And for me, um, I really like the fact that he played the Wyndham Championship and the RBC Heritage as well. I mean, Wyndham's a massive correlated course list. A lot of guys win there and win here. Siwoo, Webb, uh, Sergio. And, and also the heritage, obviously, Pete Dye track. And he, he's played both of those. He played spectacularly well, but good enough for someone of his level going on to the PJ Tour. And last year, before it all got cancelled off, he was two off the lead behind the deck. He shot 65. That's huge on your uh, first look at the course. Yep. I mean, to me, when I, I really like to play Bez or take advantage of the betting markets of him is the weeks where around the green game is needed because – I mean, he, he's honestly, I think a top 10 player in the world around and on the greens. Um, and that travels, you know, he, he put that on display last week. He's had top finishes in, in strong events. So absolutely think Bez can, can give it a go there. Um, before we get any deeper and talk about these guys, um, one that's standing out to me, um, that was available. Let's see his current odds. I had, there was a 50 earlier today on him. And to me, it's almost some of the best form around the world. Yeah. 55 five to one at bet three, six, five for Paul Casey, Paul Casey's recent stretch of golf. It's just, you know, top three, four in the world right now with what he's doing. I mean, he goes from what it was a eighth place finish um, at the American express, I believe it was. And then he made his way over to the European tour, picked up a victory, then went and finishes 12th the week right after flies back to the United States, finishes fifth and then 10th again last week And his irons are continuing to be excellent. What he has done from a tee to green basis is, you know, again, right up there with the best in the world. So I was floored, truthfully, to see him at 55 to 1. And we talked a little bit before the show, bookmakers aren't 100% sure how to price 
the Players' Championship. I mean, it is one of the wildest weeks, I guess, from a volatility standpoint. I don't factor course history near as much sometimes because it just seems there can be miscut, miscut, top finish followed up by a miscut. You know, we're in a weird state of things where, you know, it's now played for the second time in March. You know, it used to be a May event. Are they going to play it soft condition wise? I just think the game of what Casey is playing so well at the approach is going to lead to a really, really strong performance this week. So for the 55s to one him and then Fleetwood, you know, right before that, those are my two anchors um, that I'm going to with the European tour players this week at the players championship. So yeah, the only thing, and you hit the nail on the head is the volatility of the course. And this is why you can kind of ignore it. He's never really shined here like he's never he's no. never had a top 10 or anything like that and, and as you said and rightly so really you can ignore it players have come and, and and come over that um the only thing that bothers me a bit is he had this kind of stretch of form in 2019 it's very similar to this where he was finished in second in, you know the he uh, finished really high up in mexico and then he went on to win the valspar a start later and he was playing that well and missed the cut now that speaks to the fact of how volatile the course is. So you're getting 55 to 1 about, like you say, probably a top five golfer in the world at the moment. It doesn't matter if the wing come on European soil. It's in a, it was a really strong field. Oh, yes. Really strong opponent. Um, and he can win now on the PGA Tour. There's always been this knock that he hasn't really done it, but he's won twice and he's been twice in Florida, which is really key. Um, so there is a bit of reservation to face on the course history, but like you say, man, he's, the way he's hitting the ball and and if he can just keep himself out of trouble, it just seems to obviously be a blow-up hole every now and then around here, which happens to the best. Even the guys that we look at, that we see as consistent here, they're still like 20th place, 30th place. It's really, really hard to keep getting top 10s at this golf course. You're, you're exactly right. And, and, you know, I'll take the points. I mean, if you look at what he was priced at, in 2019, he was 33 to one that week with a very similar stretch of form. So again, we're pricing in a little bit more, you know, with of course, some of the top of the board being in great form too. So it just felt like a number worth the risk. I mean, to see him almost, you know, longer than Fleetwood, you know, it's kind of a speculative bet on Fleetwood that we're on. Casey's in that form right now. So I'm willing to, to go into there. Um, one more for you, right, Tom, you're getting real risky on this one. So I said to you earlier on in the year, um, that I'd wait until he was in a big event, and it's Sergio Garcia. Um, he's won this event. Uh, he's had two seconds here. He's had a third. And we just talked about how volatile this golf course is. I mean, I've, I've only got the last 15 years of format, but hasn't missed the cut. That is a ridiculous stretch at this golf course. And it hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been superb every single time. I mean, he's, he's finished his range from first to 50, 70th two years ago. But he gets it done. You know, he's going to be there for the four days. He's probably going to rinse the ball on 17 because that's Sergio Garcia. But he's had a second, a first, another second, an eighth and a third, striking the ball incredibly well. We expected a little bit more from him, didn't we, um, on the, the Middle Eastern swing. Yep. But he's hitting the ball so, so well. And that has been what Sergio Garcia has done for his career and Paul Casey. And, and you talk about Paul Casey and what his odds would be if Paul Casey finished top 10 once in the players championship, he would be, he'd be back down to that 30 to one number. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a case of what, two shots over a course of a week, which can be made up in one hole. Sergio's got these top 10s. He's got four or five, 10 top 10s and a win, you know, 
what does a guy need to do? Is it, the people basically, I think, are believing that he can't win on the PGA Tour anymore, which seems strong considering it's only three years ago he won the Masters. And yeah, he won the Sanderson Farms. not even that Farms. long ago. Yeah. That he just won, won a PGA Tour yeah. event. So, I mean, the, the approach game that he has displayed virtually since the restart of golf, you know, it, it's nowhere near what he is being priced into his odds. Again, seven, I think he's 7,500 on DraftKings this week, you know, a, a very fair price. They really, you know, as we transition into looking at DraftKings and, and talk probably through a couple deeper down the board that, you know, showed out a little bit last week that, you know, three of them actually that, that made the cut and, and played quite well, but the players championship gives DraftKings major pricing, you know, if they, if they consider, the elevated event to, you know, bring in uh, more newcomers for the first time. So let's feed in your, your favorite golfers and be able to play everybody under 50,000 quite easily. And they won't be flocking to some of these guys deeper down the board who they are not familiar with. And, and two golfers that had, um, you know, excellent weeks, Lee Westwood. I mean, Westy, I wanted it so bad for him yesterday. That would have been spectacular for him to beat Bryson. Yeah. I mean, he did everything that because everyone will see the fact that he went into the final round, he had the lead, and he didn't get it done again, right? And and there was a pretty damning statistic is 54 hole leads on the PGA tour, but they were like he'd come second in the US Open. And it's like <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like stop yep. making it look like it's a failure. He he missed a couple of parts, but he made some that he's not generally been making in those situations for a long time. And that one he made on 18. So and you can see by the expression of his face, he's like you know the games yep. where he's got a chance here and and bryson slammed it home and, and ruined all our dreams but it it just you know speaks to the man and the longevity of his career how well he played and, and it just shows that you can compete on this side of the tour even in this kind of event if you if you are in control of your game yeah and, and westy was under one percent owned last week of course he will be more popular this week due to a top performance 7200 for him another person who um i thought played a little bit sneaky um you know a guy that we're, we're huge fans of that we think the world of and has a lot of opportunity ahead of him and he's priced at sixty seven hundred dollars this week again betting markets for these guys debutantes at the uh players championship you know it, it's not something where i am saying robert mcintyre is going to be hosting the trophy on sunday even though i would die if he does uh sixty seven hundred for the way he played on sunday those conditions were made for him shot even par you know that was the fourth best round of the day i think only three people were under par battled back you know and i think it's just a matter of time before bob breaks through with a t20 on the pga tour and, and really locks up again his spot in augusta which he is fighting for you know i think he's 43rd or 44th in the world right on that fringe i think mcintyre even though he's super good off the tee his approach game can get really hot and i think he can play well here at sawgrass again i think he's a guy as well that He's quite aggressive by nature, which may not help him here, but he also seems to be, he gets a bit frustrated in the greens, but generally speaking, he can kind of forget about holes very quickly, and I think that's quite important here. And the stat you'll see all past over Twitter is that winners have to finish tied 22nd the week before. He was tied 36th last week, and I think there wasn't much difference between 36th and 22nd. He's just played in the, in the work day. Again, he wasn't very good. I think the European score got this massive sort of slapping the face didn't they everyone was posting at the bottom half of the leaderboard you're right guys but look it it happens they came out and showed what they can do on bay hill um and 
you've got to believe in the talent. Eddie Peckle finished third here or whatever it was a couple of years ago to Rory. Um, if that guy can do it, then Robert McIntyre can as well. And we'll close out with the final one who outside of, um, you know, flubbing a handful of chips over the last two weeks actually would have been um, some really strong finishes. I mean, he played horrific to open up Sunday. Uh, Saturday wasn't too pretty either for one of, again, our favorite golfers on the European tour. And it's Victor Perez, Victor Perez, somebody, I think Tom has put up every single week on our European tour picks and bet show when he's in the field, he, he was right there with DJ, you know, in Saudi, you know, Perez actually sneaky enough. What was he minus three last year in the opening round at Sawgrass. Um, so you don't know what that week could have held for him, but he is just a terrific iron player that, you know, at his peak, I think he can take on this course quite well. Got to keep the 11s off his card, isn't he, Sky? Um, <laughs> once he does that, he'll probably win a golf tournament. But I'll, I'll say it every week. J.P. Fitzgerald's going to be a huge influence. He's been here. He's been in these golf tournaments. He's He's been there with the world number one. Uh, he's going to take Victor there. He shot three under last year. If he can get last week's kind of bad holes out of his mind, then, you know, they're there, aren't they? These are the guys... Yep. Bern Wiesberger's there. There's a couple of guys that are really, you know, going to have to be fiddlers for your DraftKings team. It's going to have to be guys who take it experience. You don't take all, you know, Americans, and you, and you do take some of these Europeans. These are the guys to take. And just going back to Westwood, I mean, he's got a pretty spectacular record here in recent, you know, recent years when he's played. He's, his last four starts, he's got a, a fourth and eighth from the sixth for his last five starts. So, Aside from that, he's uh, he's very good. So if you believe in the talent and believe in carry it back to back, then then that may be one to play in. It's just that he's going to obviously grant that ownership and, and be a popular bet. Yep, and and that's you know a quick deep dive and. <clears throat> We already approached in 20 minutes. I knew it was easily going to happen with, with Tom and myself. I mean, it wasn't 10 here. minutes. Oh, no, just... I know. We try. We try our best. But, of course, I mean, we're excited for the weeks. Again, so we have a great stretch coming up. I mean, the WGC match play, you'll get to hear from us a little bit. That's a Monday night draft, I believe, or drawing of how that goes. Hopefully, we can get a little bit up on that as well. But, again, our, our picks for the week. So, Tom, who are you have three of the bets, correct? Yeah, so for, for Euro guys, I've got some other guys on, on the PGA as well. But for me, it was uh, Tommy Fleet with a place yesterday, hoping for a better performance to play heel, but here we are. Uh, Christian Bezwiedenhout and Sergio Garcia is definitely my favourite uh, bet of three because his form's just electric here. It's just very consistent. He's he's won that Sanderson's farm, uh, which people obviously dismissed already because he's 90 to 1 again. Yep. And I'm in with you on Tommy. I'm also getting in on Casey, betting on that recent form and the pretty deep odds that we are getting for him. Um, and then we're keeping an eye on that trio for DraftKings. You know, Westwood, which I believe he is 7,200. Uh, Perez, who is 6,900. And then McIntyre, who is 6,700. So, you know, a trio where Westwood will bring in the ownership. The other two, you know, fly under that radar and have a really good chance to compete and take advantage of these opportunities. So again, you can find this, uh, you know, Mayo Media Network. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, and then if you want to listen on your podcast platforms, that's going to be The Mix, Daily Fantasy Sports, Picks and Bets. You can find myself and Tom Jacobs. Every week there's European Tour golfers teeing up. We'll be talking. So thank you guys so much and good luck at the Players championship. Cheers, guy.